Hi, everybody. Today, we have a really special guest, a man who has no face on any social platform, but today he is showing his face on this little screen, which I am so happy about, Zen. Thank you so much for coming through. And uh, thank you so much for giving me your time, for sharing your journey that we'll get to know more about throughout this episode. Uh, you are one of the first people that I really wanted to get to know more of. Since you do work in the Web3 space, you are a designer. You recently did an art exhibition in Islamabad that I sadly missed. So I think I really want to get more into the headspace of someone who is in the artistic field, who has a design background. I just want to understand, like, how does this whole thing come together? Like, you know so i honestly just want to understand that but i'm going to give it to you and you can introduce yourself uh, have you always been in the design space uh, you know in your journey uh, hi i am zen nakwi uh, i mean i'll keep it bilingual if that yeah, yeah, is okay yeah. yes i mean in english no itna sa dimag nahi kafi bada hai i'm a big guy so <laughs> I can carry the randomness around that is like very different things that go inside my head. Yeah. Uh, I come from a design background. I graduated from National College of Arts in uh, 2012-2013. That would be my graduation year. Mm -hmm. uh, I did my degree in communication design as it right. was known back then. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, things have been updated because, you know, so much has changed in the last decade. Uh, in the last decade, I primarily worked in startups, with startups. So, uh, you know, when my peers were mostly venturing into agency jobs or, you know, typical design jobs, uh, this was around the 2014, 2015 startup boom in Pakistan. Uh, so I started venturing, you know, into more like the startup side. So worked with some wonderful grads mm -hmm. and, you know, founders from Lums, you know, nice. uh, and maybe that kind of thing rubbed off. So yeah. despite coming from like a design background, mm -hmm. that, you know, founder kind of a thing, that colonial spirit, you know, that, okay, what is happening? What do these guys do? Yeah. And tech had always been part of my life and my business. Like even back in undergrad, I used to, you know, uh, talk about generative art and sequential art. And, you know, even back in 2011 and 12, wow. you know, uh, AR, VR, and one nobody used to believe us me mm -hmm. and a couple of others who were like very you know i would say bullish on technology changing what art would be and secondly you know like it was still very new for them i think it yeah. was still you know if you think of 2012 or 13 mm -hmm. consider you know talking of the metaverse or talking ar vr talking of tesla or what the iphone yeah. has become or what the what apple has become it would still be a very alien concept, specifically sitting in Pakistan, you know. Maybe it, if it was somewhere in the West, it would have been different. But back then, we were still dealing with, you know, uh, issues such as terrorism, as mm -hmm. regular bombings. You know, bombings were like the norm back then. And so the art, the design space, it was responding to its environment, you know, rather than thinking of these sci-fi concepts that were going yeah. through in my head. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe the reason for that is that since like childhood I've been like a huge sci-fi nerd so nice. I've always been into you know Asimo and mm -hmm. all these people so and I still believe that in the Pakistani education system if you can make a third grader read Asimo or wow. you know uh, some other Herbert any of these sci-fi people it can change how we think as a as a you know as a species I would believe wow so coming back to the topic I kept on working with startups, worked mm -hmm. with some very wonderful uh, worked on some very wonderful products. Mm -hmm. uh, sadly, a couple of them were a little ahead of their time, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. despite having, you know, seats or just being very, very young and brash mm -hmm. and not knowing how to manage financials, uh, a lot of times we would get burnt out. But a few of the project, uh, you know, products, they did get, you know, uh, overtaken by larger companies, by multinationals, or, we, you know, I mean, we exited through that. So that was a wonderful experience. Uh, after that, I did my master's in art education from Bacon House National University. Yeah. Um, and through that association also started like an on and off kind of a, you know, like a visiting faculty position there. So I did that for like a couple of years, you know, and that was like sort of my 
just mm-hmm. sitting low and trying to figure out yeah, what yeah. Is- one question on this part it's really i'm so happy that you were able to study art you know throughout your undergrad as well as masters because i feel like a lot of kids you know i have my own friends as well like they have this passion to try arts to do arts but then somehow you know either it's parents not uh you know giving them a platform or giving them the leverage to try what they want to or them not having enough knowledge of where to start off so i feel like i just want to understand like how has your support system been throughout your journey when you were starting off in the field of art i think i have the most stereotypical parent mm-hmm. set in the history of you know the world my mom's a teacher my right. dad's a government servant and i don't think that it gets more stereotypical than that you know uh <laughs> they're both professionals uh, they've yep. worked throughout their lives mashallah they retired now yep. so it was fair i think on their you know end to have this you know sort of pessimism yeah because when mm-hmm. you look at the art and design in pakistan the opportunities are very few mm-hmm. there are a lot of graduates and before the advent of let's say you know the startup boom or the little that our film industry has been doing or like you know the music scene it is still very hard to make money in the arts yeah you know yeah, that's true. i mean it's much easier to make it's it's not easy to make money anywhere mm-hmm. but comparatively comparatively it's yes much yes, more true. easier that's to true. make money in let's say business or finance mm-hmm. or you know uh even entrepreneurship because yeah. you have a support system you know in the arts right now there is no support system mm-hmm. they uh, in the sense that you know everything is a little informal i would say sadly so i mean you know there were apprehensions and i did fight a lot back then i had a lot of angst issues mm-hmm. uh, oddly enough i am in my early 30s right now and my 20s were very different they were like you know the yeah. 80s ka amita kind of stuff <laughs> angry at everything angry at everything <laughs> i mean i don't understand like why like if i sit today and like look at myself back then it was like you know there was so much anger even in my heart Oh angry at the system angry at the education yeah. angry yeah. at the parents angry at my relationships angry at my profession but mm-hmm. then so i would i sort of started realizing was that maybe kuch cheezon ka waqt hota hai kuch cheezon ka waqt abhi nahi hai so okay. essentially what i am doing right now is the same thing that i was doing 8 years ago but it's just that the world has had to catch up you know exactly. and they're finally here yeah from but i also want to understand like what were your goals and what was the mindset like and the shift that has taken you from your 20s until the 30s uh, like you mentioned you know you're doing the same thing that you were doing 8 years ago and absolutely right it takes a lot of time for the world to catch up on especially with you know innovation and we talk about this term quite a lot and it's thrown around you know like very random but i think like it's really hard when you actually get to know you know the actual innovation that comes up with so many ideas that people do not necessarily understand when it comes out at that moment so it takes time right for the people to learn and adapt to it so i just want to understand ke how has that journey been for you with art then art now with zen then and zen now i mean as i mentioned earlier art then was dealing with you know the repercussions of the post 911 world that we lived in you know so everybody was very focused on that if you look at the literature that was being produced in pakistan if you look at you know the art that was produced in pakistan the kind of films that were produced in pakistan you know all these you know uh, i think it was khuda ke liye if i remember yes. correctly like yes, one of the yes. first big movie yeah. uh, that you know uh, was produced in pakistan they are all dealing with that post 911 identity crisis mm-hmm. that we were feeling you know and um, so obviously for me there i didn't feel that there that was space you know mm-hmm. that you know that's resonated with the type of things that i was trying to do or i was trying to talk about you know and then all of a sudden you know if you look at zan then so obviously he's had his struggles you know yes but one thing that i think was missing in my personality as well was uh, this sort of a like a methodology mm-hmm. of what i want and how i'm trying to achieve it more thing with a lot of you know art grads that is the case because again you know ek formal seedhu nahi hai wahan pe to wo cheez hoti i mean if you're an artist i say that i'm a designer i'm not an artist i'm a hardcore designer right. even my art practice it's coming out of home so all the works that i do okay. they are pieces of art mm-hmm. but they're created by a very design minded person in a very design minded manner right. so that is i think you know i need to make it clear because if you like you know if you just do a google search pakistani artists 
20,000 names will appear. If you search Pakistani designers, there's nobody who is there. And you know, I'm glad you mentioned Abbas because Abbas has been doing some pretty amazing work and I've been following him for years and years. And you know, since his mm-hmm. earliest days, venturing into the UI, UX, interaction, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, but back then it was nothing, you know. Uh, when these things came in Pakistan, I mean, we just had graphic designers. I was a graphic yes. designer, mm-hmm. quote, quote. And we were trying to transition into, you know, UI, UX. And I think that also helped me understand a lot of things because in a pure design manner, you can create something that is very brilliant, you know. But that form follows function kind of a thing, specifically in interaction design or today, like all these AR, PR, even mm-hmm. in you know, web NFTs, whatever we are doing, you need to understand, you know, that creative process or the process that you know okay what is going on behind the in the head of the user so in case of let's say pfp nfts mm-hmm. a lot of people have this apprehension that yeah these things are very simple they are very like you know stylistically cartoon looking essentially yeah and a lot of projects that were making you know these hugely detailed well crafted pfps they failed but the biggest reason you need to recognize is that most of PFPs, I don't wear digital watches, but if are appearing like, you know, on your wrist. Yeah. And you need like a symbolic approach to that rather than an organic, very well-made drawing, you know. So I think that shift happened where I, you know, started understanding who the user is, what their demands might be, how it might differ from, you know, my personal biases. There, there might be something that I absolutely love that I absolutely adore, but I might, you know, the user might not like it, and I don't think there's anything that I can do about it. You know, I need to adapt accordingly. So, in that manner, I think uh, a lot of changes happened inside me personally. No, but I was saying that I really love the idea that you were talking about. But I just want to understand, Zen, you just mentioned about, uh, you know, getting in the head of a user, right? So, I also want to, since you are a designer, I really want to understand like what goes on in your head when you do come up with concepts for example uh, like let's take the recent more the most recent example right you did an exhibition in islamabad uh, which was very very beautiful yeah. i saw a few pictures and honestly it was amazing really nice so i really want to understand like what is the thought process behind like a concept like how do you come up with it how do you bring it to like you know an art piece that that's visually available for the rest of us to see so what how does that pr- process basically look like Personally, for a long time, like that rare person who's pretty much, you know, visited a lot of exhibitions, a lot of museums, mm-hmm. whenever I've traveled, you know, even right. outside. And my journey away from design into tech led me back into art and design. Wow. So that was like, you know, a very, a very weird kind of an experience that I'm coming full circle mm-hmm. because I am like primarily working in tech. I'm working in Web3. Yes, I'm handling design and you know, creative strategy and brand positioning and all that. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it's more tech than design or art. And then whenever, you know, I got to travel and I got to meet people, the role that art and design has in the West is yeah. very different than the role that it has in the East. And I feel like, you know, slowly we need to go towards that, called, you know, sort of a cultural capital, if I may use the word. So uh, with this specific exhibition, uh, the idea was pretty simple. It's not that hard. Uh, you know, it's not that complicated. I don't like to make my work very complicated. Uh, it's like simply, you know, that what if, you know, a painting can have a feed of its own, you know. Wow. We as humans have a feed that is constantly going on. I open like, let's say, your profile. Mm-hmm. So there's like, okay, Sania shared this. Sania yeah. talking about this. She is, you know, this. She just spoke at this event and she's like maybe changed her you know image or uh, banner or whatever mm-hmm. so it's like you know a constant flow True. based on what i am presuming who you are and like you know that's how our conversation started as well right that you don't see my face yes. but my presence is there right i'm constantly doing something talking about something so my idea was what if like a painting can do that you know wow. and like i use a lot of public domain imagery from like these old european museums mm-hmm. And so even that kind of a creates like, you know, this dialogue between the East and the West, because usually what has happened is that things get created in the East and either they get adapted for the West yeah, or they are made for the West. And we consider them the be all and, you know, end all of everything. Mm-hmm. So that's like a, something that we have in a 
because of you know being a post-colonial society and everything. So my concern was, you know, what if a painting can have a dialogue, you know? And one of the best feelings was that people came in and there were so many people just sitting and staring at that, having oh, forgotten about yeah. their cell phones, oh which was an incredible. Despite being in Web3, which is like crazy, you know, I mean, uh, I came into this space in December 2020, but I feel like it's been a good 12, 13 years. Wow. Like if I start yeah. looking back at things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, mm-hmm. you know, so I mean, for example, Ape Harbor is just a year old, you know, Bode Piaz Club is just slightly over, you know, mm-hmm. uh, almost two, you know. But yeah. it seems like these things have existed for like, you know, a good decade or so. Oh my and God. so time is very crazy. So I think personally, my desire was to stop the time and just, you know, bring mm-hmm. it a bit, 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 you know, slow. Uh, I mean, I even had this conversation with the curator of Dastan Goyamad and I'm like, you know, uh, we were talking about the pace of that thing. And we were discussing and I'm like, you know, it's the specific slow speed and I do not want to make it fast. Like this is the place because this isn't a design that I'm doing for, for some app or for mm-hmm. some product that yeah. I can, you know, do whatever I want because it's an art piece. So maybe there, that's where I differentiated that, okay, pe the viewer who we might call as the user as well, mm-hmm. they're going to do what I want them. Yeah. I want them to slow down, sit, take it in, forget about their phones, forget about their worries, maybe just contemplate a little and go on. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. I mean, the, in that regard, I think it was uh, pretty successful. That Thank is heavens. so beautiful. Yeah, honestly, mashallah, mashallah. Like now that I'm understanding, you know, the vision behind the beauty that I saw in the pictures, honestly, it's so, so beautiful. Like for me, like as you were talking, you know, trying to go through, you know, like visually trying to understand and the whole thing, it was beautiful. So I just want to understand if we can talk more about, because you just mentioned about your Web3 journey as well. And that was literally my next question that how did you get in Web3 from Web2? But it seems like you've been preparing and already been doing all of this since, like it wasn't even called Web3 in a sense. <laughs> so like maybe if we can talk more about that journey, you know, how was your first experience like? Uh, because you are a co-founder of your own startup as well. Uh, maybe talking about the brands that you're working with and also creating your own. Let's talk about that. So essentially, before venture, you know, working in this space, I was working with this animation studio, mm-hmm. uh, and we are working on a you know feature length product, which hopefully will see the light of day soon as well. Yep. So, uh, you know, and I remember like around November or December, you know, twenty twenty. Uh, if you remember the Wall Street bets thing happened, you know. Yes. So and I'm a hardcore Reddit user, so oh, wow. I do okay. like to you know use like the mind of Reddit. I'm a redditor like since ages and ages. Wow. And I mean, I think even if we go back, I'm a you know a child of the internet, as they would say, <laughs> you know, from right. minicore to you know probably to early days of Yahoo to maybe even before that you know all yeah. these so I've grown up essentially on the internet in a way you know and the internet that we knew and loved was very very different because it was still in the age of you know creating knowledge and disseminating it rather than you know uh, creating social PR as it exists today right. I mean all that came to a spearhead where you know I was in that credit of you know Wall Street bets mm-hmm. and these guys you were, were trying there? to AMC school. I was there. I was there. You know, I was in that chat wow. with, you know, uh, and everything, you know, all, all those threads. Yeah. And I come from a design background. I'm not a finance guy. I'm not a business guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, uh, this is something very interesting happening. And during that weekend, I remember I like saw every Wall Street movie that was there. I saw like the big short. I saw like you know, for Wall Street. And I had like zero interest or understanding of this world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still don't have a lot of understanding of this world. But yeah. I just went through it. You know, I read a couple of books on what was happening. Wow. And I was like, maybe is there a way that, you know, I can buy shares sitting in Pakistan? Uh, you know, maybe I can squeeze yeah. AMC, you know, all these, you know, like, like, uh, the AMC squeeze, I can be part of it. Mm-hmm. 
but what happened was obviously it's uh, it's really hard to buy you know yeah. shares for new york stock exchange sitting in i was in lahore back then yeah. so in lahore so but one thing led to another and like a sub thread led me into these things called the nfts and i mean these were essentially similar to stocks mm-hmm. but you know they were uh, you know, uh, i mean they had pictorial images yeah. and they were more artsy i would say in So that's where, like, it sort of came to me. Okay, I have had this little knowledge of finances, you know, uh, of finance, and I design art. Ki to knowledge hai hai. So what is going on here? I mean, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, because you need to understand, like, the people sale hasn't happened yet. You know, NFTs are not the rage that they will go on to become. Mm-hmm. It's still early December. I do remember only one other person who has been who had been using this word again and again. Uh, that's Nafe. He's a he's an artist, Pakistani as well. And I had seen you know uh, this word NFTs appear on his Instagram a couple of times. Oh. I reached out to him. I'm like, what you know, what is going on? And he explained to me like you know, okay, okay, this is what it is. It's digital art. It's you know on the blockchain. And obviously, I was doing my own research as well yeah. during that time. and that's how essentially it started and you know the funny thing is from like i remember there was like this early nft pakistan discord which had like a couple 13 people in it and every one of those people went on to either became a big name in the space wow or have a project of their own or both with a project you know that was big in the space all of them you know and uh, i mean it bit went haywire after that you know so the thing was like i think it was timing yeah uh, but it was also like this sort of a moment where you could see like you know lightning in a bottle sort of a thing mm-hmm. because i tell this to everybody because it's very funny for me i'm like a i sleep like a rock i'm a you know my, my, my sleep time is my sleep time you know yeah. i put my phone away and everything mm-hmm. but i remember staying up for like three four nights you know just studying what nfts are who are the people who are working there and what it did was that it led me to connect to you know all these big players in the space you know so i mean foundation deeper labs super rare they are huge yeah. names today mm-hmm. yes. but they weren't those huge names back then they were just startups who were starting out who were also trying to you know capture this market mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's how i entered the space you know when i started you know booking around facebook for like people who were doing nfts got scammed a couple of times you know oh, so because obviously i did not know that you know uh, how crypto works and how mm-hmm. things work so i think i lost like 40000 pakistani rupees uh, in that scam which which is quite a lot you know from yeah, the thick yeah. of it and i was like yeah oh my god i got scammed and i mean you know but i mean a month later i had gone you know and gotten that guy you know i have like figured out who he was where he was right. oh him, you know like stop doing this mm-hmm. so, like it just took me a week to you know get into the group that okay what is happening here yeah. one thing that i did understand was that the space is pretty brilliant it's the next you know logical step uh, in the history of the internet or the future of the internet but like people maybe in emerging economies are gonna try and come in to use it for their personal advantage before they can look at the larger picture that's true so that's yeah true. then I, i mean ventured on twitter and discord i think it's really important that you mentioned that because you know when the nft raid started the hype uh there were a lot of like you know yeah. people putting in um nfts they didn't really see it as art like it wasn't art in the beginning it was pretty much you know just pictures here and there of doodles of something like normal jpegs basically people were buying and you know basically just taking the most advantage as they could uh so i just want to understand since you've seen that uh, you know from behind the scenes as well and you are someone who has that you know art and creativity power as well so where do you see this trend going in the future i personally think uh for me nfts have never been about just art despite the fact that i belong to that minority who practice them as art uh i think they're more a powerful tool of you know dissemination so i mean aap photoshop ko ya unreal engine ko you mm-hmm. limit them for let's say creation of art or for creation of games or creation of film making right they can encompass the entire thing i mean you know uh, unreal has been working with nasa on projects 
you know so that that's like really crazy to think about that they're trying you know recreate the uh, surface of mars and this martian surface and everything and so i personally think that nfts are more than that specifically with you know svts soulbound tokens yes i think when yes. they came in it solves a lot of our problems you know when a baby is born you know there can be a wallet for them that needs to be passed down at 18 you know and that child or that individual gets their birth certificate their id cards their travel history their passports as an spd and that's it you're not losing it the government is keeping a track of it mm-hmm. uh, i mean it's it's it's, it's pretty logical you know so i do remember like but the pushback was uh, crazy crazy because yeah, i mean you know i remember uh, i had you know ventured onto twitter at that time and like discord and mm-hmm. all these projects had started popping up people were buying crypto punks and i remember thinking crypto punks are very expensive at two eth yeah and i was like these are very expensive two eth <laughs> at that and time they would become at like that this, time. you know two so two eth would you know feel nothing for a crypto punk right now you know i mean i i you know if i can you know travel back in time and yeah. tell one thing to my old you know younger self i would say buy crypto punks buy apes yeah. and that and probably he's not going to understand because you know it's it's very weird to sort of articulate what was happening were you able to get your hands on the apes right yes i was i was i have one ape yeah so how was that Later on, was, was this your first biggest nft purchase yes it and you know the funny story is it was actually a gift for working on ape harbor Oh, so yes. you know because i was the only team member in ape harbor mm-hmm. i was the only team member in ape harbor uh, there were only three guys who we started off the ape harbor uh, mm-hmm. who did not have an ape you know so they were like you know what like this is like a brand ip kind of a thing so mm-hmm. let's get you an ape as well and i was like okay cool. and i remember you know when like the prices went crazy and everything i'm like listen i'm just feeling bad do you want this back <laughs> like so you know my uh, <laughs> i'm not going to take his name because he got talks but melmac you know the partner he's like you know uh, what are you talking about it's yours i'm like no no this asking because this is this is going crazy and i remember that's like you know uh, that's when basically apes hit double digits you know mm-hmm. so and then they would go on to hit triple digits yes. and then life would become unbelievable although i had like a very weird reaction to it as well because mm-hmm. at like the top of the group run uh even like the tiniest of nfts that i had minted or the projects that i had been part of uh you know they were going absolutely crazy so every morning you would wake up to crazy offers on you know these little nft jpegs of yours yeah and like i remember talking to a person and i'm like yeah this is not okay this is messing with my head you're not supposed to be getting you know these ridiculous offers yeah. on your art or your purchase every day this is becoming crazy and also maybe that was the time of realization that this is not going to last you know mm-hmm. so uh, i did prep for it a bit i mean uh, i do i did i mean you know i sold some of my stuff stuff at the top because i just good. didn't really feel good. secure enough I mean, in hindsight, yeah, in hindsight, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you, you know, you always wish that okay, maybe, you know, वो पंद्रह बीस परसेंट किया था तो शायद चार परसेंट कर लिया होता, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of a diversified portfolio. But as I said, I do not come from an investing background. Mm-hmm. I don't come from a finance background. So for me, learning how to trade or how you know things up and down has been a journey. It still is. Okay. So, मुझे कोई अभी भी if somebody talks crypto, I tell them here I'm not a crypto guy. I am not a crypto guy, uh, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that yes, today I can read charts. I mean, you know, मुझे समझ आ जाता है कि अच्छा यार ये जो है ना candle क्या कह रही है? Is this a bullish signal? Is this a bearish signal? No, yes, so, it's so cool. अब मुझे अपनी लिंगो में बताओ. What do you see here as a designer? As a designer, I just see a lot of red and green, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, but considering the flow of the pattern, maybe it's making a cup and a handle, mm-hmm. and it's generally a bullish. So if you know your chart is making this cup, and yeah. then it forms like a handle, it usually means that the market is about to go up. So I feel like it's making like that sort of cup. If it was like coming down, like you know mm-hmm. steps, then it would be like, like cup. A you mean like in this way? Thing. Like cup would be like that? No, no, this. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. The image that came before. So mm-hmm. you can see. So if you look at like the chart at like you know a week or a month, yeah. wherever you can see like cups forming, mm-hmm. usually the market picks up after that. But wherever the falls are, the falls are very abrupt. You know. Yeah. So those are just little tiny things that you know. I mean, I've picked up along the way, and you can see how whenever mm-hmm. like the wicks keep getting bigger, it reverses. So for example, if it's a huge green wick, uh, yeah. after that it's a bearish downturn and if like the bearish wicks get huge uh, you know the hammers flip and it becomes like a green you know which is essentially bullish so yeah oh my god I love this so much thank you no but seriously I feel like it's called Abad we definitely need to have maybe like another session after this interview whenever it's possible to just go through this because it's so interesting the way you look at this it's so interesting I love it again I'm not a defense guy this is just like a layman's understanding of you know how the charts work yes and no it's not a financial advice people please do your own research so then if we can also get into your story about how you started a harbor uh for people who don't know if you can also give a little more context of what it actually is uh and the mission and the vision behind it it, uh, i mean it started off with this discussion in like you know the i believe the bode discord where these couple of apes were discussing you know that the apes are there Mm-hmm. It's called a yacht club, but yeah. it does not have any yaches. So, uh, you know, so they ventured out and they were looking for an artist to essentially come in and, you know, make those yaches. Mm-hmm. And I had worked on a project years back, which had been shelved, but I had like a crazy portfolio of, you know, these yacht designs and island designs and oh, ideas. God. Okay. So like, you know, in the, uh, visual development kind of a stage that was shared like that project never went anywhere and uh, these guys reached out that was basically my introduction to Bode Piyash Club as well I did not know what it was Right. so uh, because I was looking at you know NFTs more like on super air foundation mm-hmm. more like fun stuff and less of less of you know this uh, open sea always seemed a little fishy yeah. to me you know? <laughs> there were always these like scabby you know projects there at times so there still are, sadly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and these guys reached out. So I showed them the portfolio and they were pretty happy with it. Uh, essentially, what Ape Harbor is doing is it's trying to connect uh, the global, you know, yaching industry mm-hmm. with this you know, uh, metaverse-based harbor that we've created. Wow. So essentially, everybody has these cities and these, you know, Everybody's trying to develop like, you know, these uh, things, but we are essentially mm-hmm. developing a hardware for the metaverse. So, you know, uh, and to con- connecting these two industries together to, you know, to somebody, it might not make sense that, you know, mm-hmm. why do I need to have yaches in, you know, mm-hmm. the metaverse? Why do I need to have characters in the metaverse? But you need to understand that this is still like essentially how, you know, uh, consider this like, you know, the early days of the dot com, you know, yeah. And you're essentially owning these items that might formulate your life later on, you know. Mm. So okay, that is you know, such an interesting view on this. That is so the, yeah, wow. Okay, go on. So that's you know what essentially we've been doing there. And uh I couldn't go there, but my partners they you know went to uh the Monaco Yacht mm-hmm. Fair and oh wow so okay. Because I don't handle like the business part for a partner, that's not what I do. Mine is more art and the creative side. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then we did like you know these AR, uh, you know, uh, yatch drops, which was pretty fun because people were dropping their you know yatches and dingies because we have like different categories. Mm-hmm. So like you have like these really rickety small boards that you start off with, and then you make your way up to you know the luxury yatches. Oh, that's so amazing. and the more sci-fi as you go on, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, people were dropping their AR yaches, you know, uh, you know, in like Times Square and like taking pictures and like in wow. like actual, you know, canals and like, you mm-hmm. know, canals in Edinburgh and like, you know, canals in, you know, uh, Kent, Belgium. So, and like even a couple of friends of my own, they were, you know, experimenting mm-hmm. with that. And I mean, the entire work for that was done in Pakistan. You know, I oversee that and like did all that. So one thing that I would just like to add here is that one thing that essentially I would like more Pakistani, you know, designers, artists, anybody who's working in the field to do is 
maybe take lesser pays but get better credits you know wow. we are always the backlog of everything you know you pick up something and it will have 200 pakistanis working on it but they will never have their names out there and i am glad like with ape harbor uh the founders here were very open about the fact you know i was in germany a couple of months ago and a lot of people there amazed because you know i'm like you know ape harbor's dna it's like 70 80% german and it's 20 30% pakistani that wow. is what how it's going to be and it's a, you know it's a thank you it's a it's a weird but wonderful combination and i oh. learned a lot but those guys you know they, there is a reason jo wo german proficiency wali baat karte mm-hmm. hai na ki they they take it to the extreme and then some so ab wo having worked like for you know over like almost two years yeah uh wo jo thoda sa pushing wala element hai na beyond your own comfort zone to wo bhi shayad wasa duplicate ho gaya and uh, yeah so that is what a farmer story is it is still on going and let's see where it goes how it's you know headed i am actually rooting for you guys yeah it sounds like such an amazing project and i'm actually so glad that you mentioned this thing about how about we look at this whole uh, you know nfts and the web3 and metaverse in a way like how you might want to live your life in the future right collecting all these items to build that life for yourself it's such an interesting perspective and if there's definitely you know i'm going to take away a lot of things a lot of learnings from this call but definitely one of the most important learning is that one that perspective that you shared so thank you so much for that if we can get more into your own uh, startup as well that you've created which is alter uh, what is yeah. it about where is this going uh, what is you know why did you start this um, so yeah so <clears throat> essentially uh, i mean having like discussions in the space specifically with people from south asia mm-hmm. back then there were you know a couple of uh, indian people that i met uh, a few sri lankans nepalis uh, the one thing that i felt was that it's still a niche i mean the metaverse nft space is still a niche in south yep. asia uh, the far east is catching up uh, uae minarees are working like crazy really But, hardcore yeah the way i yeah. see the ecosystem developing in dubai right now insane yes but i do have like slight concerns there so sure. maybe like let's keep it on you know a slight separate note i do want to come back to this sure. because i've had like some very weird experiences and i do want to be vocal about it amazing so okay. uh, the thing is that you know in pakistan all i saw were that there were these artists who were selling their artworks mm-hmm. or there were these devs who were providing services but there wasn't like you know a company company so essentially alter is not pakistan based uh my partner ayaz bin sabir uh is you know uh, based in the uk okay. it was three of us who started that it was me ayaz and mehrabat khwaja we started alter back you know uh, in 2021 and uh the aim was that we're going to do part- partner up with projects you know but on a stake based basis so rather than you know just me going in and saying hey, okay i can help you with let's say the brand strategy and design so credit taking sort of thing is really important you know and with alter we went ahead and what we did was that rather than you know just being a one off thing we go as a team we present our skills whether that is brand strategy whether that is product management whether that is you know even providing discord managers right. so essentially that's how alter started we had been you know in this service provider kind of mentality for a very very long time uh, we partnered up with a lot of projects you know we uh, i mean you know worked with you know uh, obviously did a little stuff for a harbor later on so those two things got connected right. um, i sort of you know merged a couple of things that were you know essentially outsourced you know for uh, a harbor mm-hmm. similarly in the same manner you know we worked with this early project called bola intelligence agency and there was a time which seems unbelievable and very funny now when colas were selling higher than board apes wow i mean there was a oh my god the bulls were at like you know 2 3 eth mm-hmm. and the colas were selling for you know 10 eth 5 eth and all that and like you know in hindsight it's pretty crazy to think of that i mean yeah. and it's one of my biggest losses i think you know because i was like okay i'm going to hold this cola although mm-hmm. i could have maybe bought another mutant back then oh so what what's done is done lessons learned uh, yeah. you know and then i mean got to connect with a lot of wonderful people you know uh, then last year i think around late july 
mm-hmm. randomly we were just you know discussing things and meme sales were happening so we just you know got in touch with these uh, three guys from pakistan who had this meme called friendship ended it was a very kitschy kind of a you know thing but it was like you know their image was legendary on the yeah. internet true so true I, true no doubt about that no doubt about yeah, that despite whatever feelings we might have for this yeah. uh, this is still a pretty interesting image that has like a legendary status yeah so uh, you know did that uh, you know that sold for a crazy crazy amount on foundation perfect foundation you know uh, sort of you know, uh, mm-hmm. option that and then like in the meme side of things uh, represented sare bakhtar who is the disappointed cricket meme guy yeah. so his project yeah, yeah. Okay, it was a free bit but i'm still very proud of it because it was one of the first freemints so now you know freemints have become the norm but we did freemints you know maybe 3 months before freemints became a thing so that is i mean you know consulted on that project because essentially that wasn't mine my partners were leading mm-hmm. it but i sort of kept in the loop right uh, because obviously back then a harbor was also you know going absolutely crazy and yeah with alter i mean currently there is a uh, we've shifted from like an agency kind of a module mm-hmm. to more of a you know like a startup module because we are working on a few in-house products so okay. Okay, we are in talks with a couple of people for a pre-seed round for that as well because essentially up till now we've been bootstrap so mm-hmm. we've made a you know money we made we've put it back into business right. uh, but now i think like going forward uh, like i would still consider myself an mm-hmm. alter to like mid tier you know uh, entities right so right. we are not really the you know the a listers we are maybe like b plus a minus kind of a category and then there are like all these very smaller yeah. companies you know uh, and then there are like scammy companies so uh, <laughs> but now i think essentially is the time where either you get you know uh, you become part of a larger thing mm-hmm. or you become a larger thing yourself so we are trying to go for the latter so i mean you know that's why we've been you know uh, talk to vcs and everything so we can expand because i mean despite the things being slow i think this is the time to uh, essentially build because Absolutely. the kind of relationships sanya that have formed in like i would say the last two months have been more fruitful more quality based than they were through the entire bull run because during the bull run everybody was coming in Okay, let's make money. Let's get out. Yeah. Let's make money. But this is the time where essentially, you know, companies that might be here for decades uh, would form. So I mean, even with you know BAYC, I've been thinking of one thing that what happens when an NFT project becomes multi generational? Because you know, forget about the price points. Yes, it has a lot of names. It has a lot of celebrity yeah. cloud attached to it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that holders you know upload pictures of their babies first day and they're wearing you know board ape merch that is a crazy cultural shift if you think about it. and i'm not just saying board ape it's like a lot of other projects as well you know mm-hmm. that then what actually happens when you know like you know the apes are treated as like you know nft i don't know rolls royce that okay this ape was handed down to me by my dad so i am you know right now interested in supremely interested in that and i mean i'm not saying that because i'm a holder uh, mm-hmm. and part of that but even with artifact with crypto pumps although they're part of the same uh, yuga ecosystem now mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i mean th- that's pretty interesting to look at that what's the future of these you know items because essentially for 30 35 almost 40 years that the internet has existed we've not really owned our own selves you know Sure. So our Facebook profiles, they probably die after a certain time, you know. So uh, you know, I'm, I mean, that's just one thing mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. I will get to the point where I really need your advice and for people on how to get started in this space because even listening to you is getting me so excited. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> There's so much to do. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh my god, super cool, yeah. Honestly, like hats off to you and the team for building what you guys are building and for still staying in the space when a lot of people ran off. So, kudos to you for that. And I really want to understand Zen. Hey, you were 
trying to talk earlier about this dubai khamene crypto hug beech mein thoda sa naam dala because this is what we see on the outside at least and i feel like there's a lot of things in crypto space that we do see only from the outside uh, right there's very little knowledge about um behind the scenes or what's actually happening on ground because you know pr and one person talks about it about the space and then bus it's off the grid yeah. you know yeah. so what do you have to say about you know mm-hmm. projects like that or the space in general to be honest I probably should badmouth a couple of people, but that's not really who I am. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that I mean, I was talking to a lot of these founders of like you know conferences in Dubai, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Okay, you've done this, and you know, uh, come over, we will give you a slot and this and that, and uh, it's ten thousand dollars." I'm like, "Excuse me, what?" So I didn't understand at first. So they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," like the speaker ticket for our conference is like you know. 8k 12k 20k however you want to come in oh my god and then i was like i was like okay this is a one off occurrence maybe mm-hmm. this conference is just there to make money i talked to two others same thing i think only one you know specific uh, group or company uh, who i was supposed to go and present and meet but i couldn't because i had like a family thing so i had to like cancel it at the last moment and stay back in pakistan but like except for them everybody is just inviting people who do not know anything about the space mm-hmm. so my concern is with let's say okay so you are trying to have an interview with you know somebody in the web3 space you go out you do your research you understand you dig a few things about this person that okay who or he or she is yeah what have they done in the space uh, what has their journey been and then you invite them to your podcast right or your uh, yes. blog whatever it is yeah but on the other hand if you're asking people to just come in and talk if they can pay it at k mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense and all of these conferences you know once i look at the speakers i'm like yeah these guys are nobodies you know mm-hmm. these guys are doing and talking about things that we did at alter that we did at harvard and that we rejected we did not even make public that thing and they are trying to talk about building entire companies based on those little ideas like things that are not even needed mm-hmm. and you know thankfully thankfully then others started coming in both locally and internationally so yeah. for example you know meta school uh, fatma rizwan you know amazing so, job yeah. yeah so i mean you know so here is a person who's been in the space whether she's been you know an artist designer developer business manager probably doesn't matter mm-hmm. she has something to show for it right yes. you have scammy people coming in and then the entire space gets a bad name right you know it gets a bad name the second thing is that you know the general media for whatever reason whether it's bias whether it's you know aversion to change mm-hmm. they do not portray the good things that are happening here so i can't quote on the exact sum but jadu hologram you know asajay malik yes they did like this huge uh, you know uh, you know a fundraiser for the floods in pakistan you know and they wow. donated like this form for ed foundation and now this should have been the news but yeah. the news was you know the fpx fiasco mm. so once you putting out negative news i i mean bearish bullish those are trends those are you know going to keep on happening That's they're going to come they're going to go Yep. that's okay it happens in you know banking happens in art as well mm-hmm. but then it's like this inherent bias and letting these you know very like i would say like scammy and like you know uh vulture almost mm-hmm. kind of people come in and ruin a good space so that's why i'm saying that maybe you know this bear market was bound to happen because the kind of conversations that were happening the kind of things that were being talked about they did not really have a head or a tail so you know they were just yeah. there for the puff so i mean i really hope that you know dubai becomes the hub of crypto and nfts and everything the metaverse but they really need to work with the quality of people that they are inviting they really need to you know understand who the leaders are who is you know doing what i mean in pakistan you know uh, everybody early on that was talking a lot of crypto pros you know uh they would be like yaar i had like five apes as well mm-hmm. and i'm like oh cool what were the numbers and 
they wouldn't answer because they never had five apes. You know, if you were an early ape, I would know you. The OGs would know you. You know, there are a couple of us who've been here for a long time who can yeah. tell who what a certain person is. Yeah, so, yeah. and you know, that it's not about you know uh, just saying that because we believe in that fluff kind of a thing. Yes. One of the reasons why I started doing public appearances as well, mm-hmm. although I'm a little worse to you know sounding like an expert because people then try to make it you know make you into like the uh like a face or an industry but that's the thing you uh, that's why some people get that sort of recognition only because even though they might not know what they do but they put up a face where they do right yeah. so they get all the recognition which doesn't necessarily speak volumes of what they've actually done True. whereas True. there are people for example before and we were talking about this right before the call as well right and after hearing you talk right i am actually wondering why are you not being more out there about this because i personally right as a, as someone who knows that there are so many people who want to get into this space and there is a lot of knowledge and it's scattered all around us there's so many people talking about this day in day out twitter linkedin facebook instagram discord reddit falana falana dhaka lekin there's so like itne se log honge that you can actually trust right yeah. there's yeah. very few people who actually know what they're talking about the rest is pretty much like we let's say iska utha ke apne muh se bol do uska utha ke repost kar do idhar ka utha ke kuch kar lo so it's just not making sense anymore you know yeah. Yeah. i think that's why honestly like as someone who is just starting to learn about the space as someone who knows there are so many others who are doing the same we really need more people out there who are vetted properly like you said by these events by these conferences people to bring in their knowledge about things that is actually done right so i think yeah like what you said makes a lot of sense and fully on board with the idea of again you know only listening to people that have that sort of a credible platform and credible voice to learn the actual knowledge and i think you're definitely one of them honestly so please one thank you for that i would want you to take away from here please be more out there <laughs> i'm trying yeah and some of these problems that we are facing right now yeah a uh, few products that we are working on in house mm-hmm. like with otter they are trying to you know uh, for, formulate solutions for these exact things you know that, that is what we are coming in with because i think the global nft crypto mm-hmm. space needs that change in discourse and how we can facilitate that that is essentially what we are working on mm-hmm. because you know maybe. like alter from the name it might sound like you know very simple that it's like maybe for an alternative Mm-hmm. but for us it's also like you know an altar which is like you know a place to present something like you know in a very religious yeah. or a holy manner yeah yeah and uh, i don't know if you're a lord of the rings fan but i am so mm-hmm. uh, you know was that uh, similar to gandalf you know mm-hmm. there are wizards in the lore of lord of the rings who essentially went to the east okay. you know to fight these you know forces of sauron and everybody Right. so but they are not talked about because they went to the east so we consider ourselves the wizards in the east you know because so we are going to cater to the things in wow. the east because this area is you know growing yeah. there are a lot of people working in north america there are a lot of people working in europe but somebody needs to cater to the global south you know so somebody needs to do that so that's essentially us despite the fact that you know there are a lot of issues in terms of you know uh the governmental you know roadblocks the policy roadblocks so i mean that's where essentially alter operates from the uk mm-hmm. here in quebec we have a you know a presence in pakistan but it's more like a backlog that's just because mm-hmm. i am here with so yeah but it's i mean going forward i mean we're still a you know web3 remote first company so yeah that's it awesome yeah oh my god seriously this is a power pack session for me as well like i was not expecting i was like thinking here hanti ka he does you know what he does i'm going to learn more about what he does but the way that you talk about the things that you do i mean complete shift of perspective which is why like i am genuinely so glad and so happy that people will be able to hear your story through this and uh, i hope and pray inshallah you keep growing bigger and keep doing all the amazing things that you do uh, i have one more question one last question which is complete segue in from you know what we've been talking about into you know Uh, another main topic that i really want to talk about which is uh, your advice for people on how to get started in web3 and how because i think there's two main questions that i personally get a lot ek web3 mein naukri kaise milti hai theek hai 
एंड नौकरी कैसे मिलती है इज अ क्वेश्चन जो हम वेब टू से लेकर आते हैं ठीक है और क्योंकि वेब टू में भी वही अप्लाई होता है वेब थ्री में भी यही अप्लाई हो रहा है वेब थ्री में हम लोग घुसते कैसे हैं लाइक इन सेंस वेर डू आई लर्न अगेन कमिंग टू द पॉइंट देर इज अट ऑफ नॉलेज how do i gather resources that apply to you know my level of knowledge and then start building it you know layer by layer so what is your advice uh, general advice for people on a, for looking for a job to get started in terms of knowledge um yeah yeah generally i am a like very hardcore believer in cold emails mm-hmm. they've done some wonderful things for me my career my work in general like you know uh, if somebody reaches out to me by a cold email and is asking something that is not stupid mm-hmm. or is you know is something that is uh, you know he just wants me to sugarcoat it and present to him in like a few sentences and the thing might be available on youtube that's the only time that i do not respond if mm-hmm. it's a general query yeah. i would love to do it right. because at times people are asking you questions that jinka jawab already bahar hai correct so i don't think you or me can tell them the process of entering web3 because here mm-hmm. just for like uh, i think like a youtube short kind of a session yeah 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 uh, you know so you know get on twitter get on discord talk to holder talk to founders look yeah. at platform look at artists look at projects understand what the different kind of projects are you know mm-hmm. uh, are you want to go more into pfps do you want to go into more metaverses ar vr stuff do you want mm-hmm. to go into more one of one art stuff because yeah. see there are people out there who are making a good you know uh, collection or good money as an indiv- individual artist yeah. but they still need you know people who can maybe sort of design a brand for them mm-hmm. uh, they might need a website they might need somebody who can take care of you know their uh, dev kind of a responsibility maybe develop smart contracts for them then there is like you know this understanding that essentially who are you like are you a discord manager are you somebody who wants to learn and later you know become a founder for yourself right are you a developer who wants to enter the space as a developer mm-hmm. are you an artist or a designer now one thing that i mean from the art and design side i get so many people who are you know making like these truck art verse you know like pakistan verse now and i always ask them hey, like who is gonna buy this you know why should i buy this if i am like even putting let's say Fifty dollars, or yeah. even like ten dollars in this. Give me a good reason for it. Na? I mean, you know, really uh, and they don't have a reason. They don't have a reason. It's just like because it's cool, like you know, adding the. I was just thinking today that adding, you know, verse after anything that is being done right now is the new dot com. So you know, right. it's like you know how in like the late nineties, early two thousands, everything was a dot com. Yeah. Like yeah. even you know. Movies coming out would just put dot com just for the heck of it, just to make yeah. you know. So anything with verse, you know, is the new cool. So whether that's like the fashion that verse, or the chance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know. It could be Zan verse, Sanya verse, whatever you want to call it. So it doesn't make really make any sense because you know you're not essentially building a metaverse. You know, you're mm-hmm. building a very small thing. So and like, but you need to position it in a better way. So yeah. you know. and the other thing is like uh, i think it's a very it's a thing that i borrowed from like the startup world you know more of this than i do which fail fast mm-hmm. so at least in design and art world uh, the pace is really slow so you take a lot of time building something mm-hmm. and then if it doesn't go well you sit and ponder on it for a couple of months and then you start again so with me there's just two things that i want to say if you know anybody wants to take it like as career advice Mm-hmm. one i did not get here by being smart i might not be the smartest person in the room i might not even be the hard test working person in the room but i am the person who builds other people up i am super happy taking feedback from juniors from mm-hmm. people who are much smarter than me uh, so essentially like you know we were interviewing for a certain position at alter Yeah, and we were talking to this uh, lady. She's she was like you know a manager, mm-hmm. and we looked at the problem that we were facing, and she said something really you know amazing, which was like, "Stop throwing money at problems. You know, you guys are trying to solve problems by throwing money at them." So one, I felt really embarrassed after that. Two, uh, I hired her. I was mm-hmm. like you know, this person on board because she is saying something that you know we couldn't see. 
that we were trying to solve a problem that needs a strategy or that needs, you know, a different way of doing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, money and it's not solving our problem. And the other is like, you know, uh, run on kindness. We come from a place, sadly, uh, where there is a lot of culture on the target. If everyone is on the target, then we finish line. Pe yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, a lot of people sitting on the sidelines, you know, mm-hmm. holding their knees. So for me, I mean, I am open to collaborations with anybody. Not everybody needs to be a contemporary. Like it's good to have contemporaries. It's good to have rivals. But only if you can see them leveling up and going, okay, it's time for me to level up as well. Rather than you have to sit Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I can do everything myself here. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, I'm, an, I'm a designer, I'm an accidental founder, I'm also a filmmaker, and I still want to make more films, but yes. maybe I can do like better as a producer rather mm-hmm. than as a director, you know. So maybe I can help other people achieve their dreams and still be part of that creative process. So those are the things that I've been thinking because, mm-hmm. you know, but like, you know, run on kindness. Please, please, please run on kindness. Yes, I know everybody is desperate and everybody comes from humble beginnings. But I don't think we're going to achieve anything if we keep on, you know, stabbing each other all day long. Because yeah. then that becomes your primary motivation. That, you know, you're trying to uh, rather build on things that others are creating. Like, you know, look at, you know, if you can collaborate with a brand. Look, if you can collaborate with, you know, an independent artist who's trying to break in uh, with a filmmaker, whoever it is. And I think slowly and steadily, uh, specifically in Pakistan, we are starting to realize that. In South Asia in general, in the global East, that, you know, yeah. if we want to go forward, and, and so that's what we need to do. And I mean, it's primarily, it's also the Web3 ethos. I mean, you know, if you look at the fact that CryptoPunks and Mavits became part of the Yuga ecosystem, yeah. that's crazy to think about. It's like, you know, you wake up one day and you hear that, okay, you know what, Subway has bought KFC or McDonald's. It's just, it's just, it's just because BAYC was still, you know, not the biggest. Oh it was my still, God. You know, uh, I love that example, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, imagine you wake up and you know you discover that, you know, Coke or Pepsi has purchased Coke. You know, because <laughs> I personally believe Coke would be the bigger one. Yes. Uh, That's wonderful. Without making it. So, yeah. So, I mean, or, you know, DC has purchased Marvel or mm-hmm. that was be. Oh man, we're getting into controversial mode here, Zain. <laughs> yeah. But I have one I last question here. I have one last question. I have heard your story and mashallah, mashallah. I honestly can't stop saying how amazing it is. Touch wood. Uh, keep, uh, yaar, I can't, honestly. I really can't. Like it's amazing, mashallah, mashallah. Uh, I just want to know one thing from your side. Um, you have done everything so far and inshallah agibi related to art, related to design, related to building people up, related to building these amazing products that you're doing, building at the moment. What does art mean to you? Um, I think I can only speak from a design point of view. As I said, I don't think I'm an artist, but I believe like uh, art for me is anything that has the power to transform so specifically, you know, I look at code as art as well and algorithms as art as well because if you look at it, those are the things that have changed us the most, you know. Wow. So, I mean, <clears throat> the self-portrait has always been there mm-hmm. uh, and the selfie is whether I like it or not, you know, is an, is like a, uh, it's like the next step yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, masks or you know alternative personalities have always been there uh, PFPs are maybe the next iteration of that you know mm-hmm. so art for me is pretty much that but what why I am bullish on technology specifically is mm-hmm. because it's much easier to collect art now than it was maybe a hundred years ago like right now if I want to collect from like you know a very huge international artist yeah. and if he or she has an, you know, an, an NFT collection I can just go there and buy it or a digital collectible as we like to call it now uh, you know they're not NFTs anymore they're mm-hmm. digital collectibles so 
you know but like let's say if you were go back 50 years and if you were purchasing let's say a picasso it would be physically impossible for you to you know take care of that painting true so i mean and, and it's still very very hard to take care of physical art i mean i've been mm-hmm. collecting ever since i had graduated up yeah. so usually i collect this shows because that's where most people are just you know starting their career so mm-hmm. i personally think that's a very good time to you know collect art and secondly the nature of art i think is going to change because for a very long time the only way we could collect or interact was like by having this image on our walls mm-hmm. but now it's become part yeah. of our life so it's on our phone screens our phone screens it's on our watches and maybe tomorrow we could be immersed in it so like all these ar and vr products that are working out you know you get like you get some guests over and maybe the things to do at dinner parties would be to get immersed in you know these mm-hmm. uh, i would say ar experiences you know or wow. vr experiences oh, oh. Wow. so i mean i i've been saying this uh 2 years ago i was saying that you know nfts and digital collectibles are going to change the world and they did mm-hmm. i'm not trying to sound prophetic or anything but right now i am saying that maybe in 5 years time art uh, is an ever changing thing it's an ever evolving thing like us humans and maybe the next iteration or version of it would be very different from what it is today uh, today art is like you know painting sculptures installations projections experiences maybe tomorrow it would be all ar vr experience maybe you know games would become more art like and maybe art would become more game like uh, or you know experience like Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been thinking of a very crazy thing. You know, maybe in the future, we would have you know uh, movies where we are always casting our own celebrities, the ones that we want. You know, that would and maybe we're gonna our oh kids. You know that you know back in our day, like old old you know uncles and aunties, like you know back in our day, movies used to only come with one celebrities, and they'll be amazed at us. And you know what are you talking about? Like only one actor played one role. Yeah, you know, yeah. so you couldn't. your own you know cast and maybe it will be very different for them than it is for us mm-hmm. so, i mean look at the history of the printing press you know uh, gutenberg's invention it literally changed the trajectory of the world the religions that adopted the printing press became much more prevalent mm-hmm. the people who adopted the printing press became much more you know uh, prevalent in the similar manner if you look at the radio television yeah. the internet itself and i think we're on that cusp again and it's a very very serious and a somber thing that we need to realize that you know uh, if we are not there then what and specifically you know being from south asia being brown i think you know even gender wise you know mm-hmm. i still think we need more women in the web3 space yes. we desperately need more women in the web3 space because beyond a certain point thoda sa wolf pack mentality bhi aa jati hai mm-hmm. and then founders start taking stupid calls that wolf pack mentality mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so at times of gender of ethnicities of religion maybe uh, is very important so yeah at least that is for me yes amazing yeah. on that note i mean we're short on times and i am so sorry about this but i have had an absolute pleasure today to talk to you honestly to hear about your journey and the way you think about life and about metaverse and web3 and how you connect that with art and then design and it's amazing it's beautiful what you do and honestly i am so glad so so glad that you know conversation on linkedin has ended up like this an actual face to face conversation still on zoom but it seems more you know like a solid connection yeah. which i absolutely love so thank you so much for your time and uh, so let's stay connected and hopefully you know i am sure people are going to learn so much through this definitely for sure Thank, thank you so much thank, thank you, you so much thank you for having me